Tune in for Weekend Talk That Matters, only on KFNX. Welcome. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. From the home front is on the front line of this battle, protecting families, parents, and children, raising the flag in defense of traditional values. News, research, and opinion are a part of each broadcast. Join us in the battle. Together, relying on the wisdom of eternal truths, we can rebuild the American family. You're at the home front. You're talking with Jane, and we have a fantastic show tonight. We're highlighting marriages, relationships of all kinds, so it's not just marriage. And we have a guest that uh, has so much good information for us, uh, Janine McKenzie, and she has a healthy marriage project uh, located in Colorado, but it reaches out across the country. Janine, welcome. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm delighted that you're here. It's a busy weekend for everybody, so I'm very honored that you've taken time out of your schedule to be with us. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. I would like to start out this segment by just describing to us a little bit about what your Healthy Marriage Project is. We're going to be talking about that throughout each of the segments, so you don't have to go into big details, but just give us some highlights of what the project is, when it started, what your goals are. Well, the reason we started it is because we know that children do better health-wise and with well-being. They do better in school. They uh Communities do better uh, when children are raised by healthy two-parent families who are married. We mm-hmm. have a CDC report that um, uh, shows this uh, in, uh, empirically, and we wanted to make sure that marriage was highlighted. Marriage and family formation was highlighted in the public square, especially with low-income families. Okay. So, um, that's what we do. We actually teach relationship skills and relationship enhancement and the value of marriage through lots of our workshops. Wonderful. Now, because this is marriage, the next question is, if I'm single or if I'm a guy, because we assume that women are automatically interested in um, relationship shows and marriage shows, but what about guys and singles? What's the relevance for this? Uh, What do you have to offer them in your projects at the Relationship Education Center? Well, um, actually what we do is we have workshops for singles, and many men do come, many guys come, because they are clueless in a lot of ways on how to do relationships well. Mm-hmm. And so um, we advertise on ESPN, we advertise to uh, sports uh, teams, through the Rockies, um, through different, um, the Broncos. And um, we get a lot of men who, they're, they're a little cynical at first, but our facilitators are so well-trained that they really engage and captivate the guys. Wonderful. Uh, through, uh, through sports analogies. And I'll give you an analogy. We'll say this, you know, this new skill that you have that you just learned might be a little uncomfortable in the beginning because you've never tried it. Just like if you picked up a golf club or if you picked up a baseball bat for the first time, mm-hmm. you have to practice it. 
And in order for it to feel like second nature and in order for it to feel like it's comfortable, you have to try it and practice it. So the answer is yes, we do do singles, and yes, we do engage and captivate the guys. I have a question about the guys, and we can throw this uh, into the various discussions that we have throughout the show, but just starting off the bat, uh, with guys, I feel like in some ways the women's movement, the feminist movement, marginalized men in a very negative, hostile way, that they were the problem for women, and if we merely move them out of the picture and empowered ourselves as women, our lives would be wonderful and the guys could deal with it over in their own world. Do you have a sense from men uh, as they're trying to work on these skills that you're building with them that they're struggling with this alienation problem between men and women in general? Well, you know, um, men are... um out of the picture, we have 70%, or actually 72% in the black community of children being born outside of a marriage. And so we have a community in the black, a black community that is very female dominated. Right. And those women are incredibly strong, incredibly resilient, incredibly creative, and yet, when we do workshops, we say, you know what, ladies, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be the head of a household, you can be the head of the neighborhood, you can be where all the kids come, but guess what you can't be? You can't be a dad. Right. And, um, and what we know from fatherless America is that when a child does not have a dad, or a dad in the home, or a, a connection with their father. There is a longing. There are deleterious outcomes. You know, a huge amount, a majority amount of people in prison are without dads. Right. It's fa- father absence is a huge issue. So the, the point here is we're trying to make is that men are so important to children. Wonderful. Men are, men are the great equalizer in healthy communities. Um, and, um, and yes, a woman can make lots of money. She can do lots of things without a guy, but children really can't. Children need a mom and a dad for optimal wellness and optimal health and even optimal economic development. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Madonna, unless you're, you know, <laughs> uh, right. So right. one of the things we we know is we've been we become such a rights-oriented society. There's not a war on women, and there's really not even a war on men. There's a war on children. Yes, and everybody says they care about children, especially those who would seek to do government services, who would seek to have bigger government, more services, more money for welfare, more money for housing, more money for economic development. Well, let me just tell you that children in those communities that are poor, in those communities that are fatherless, in those communities where there's marriage that is non-existent, those children don't do as well. And there's there's always the exception, right, Jane? Right. The fact is that that the majority of those kids 
are, are put behind the eight ball before they even get started. And so our goal is to really champion children. You know, you talk about a couple of things right here that I'm going to jot down and hopefully we'll touch on them throughout the show. One of the things is exceptions. We're always focused on the exceptions. So we'll talk about marriage as a good idea in general, but here's the exceptions. Here's all the people that have really had bad marriages in my world. We talk about... uh the fact that marriage might be good for some people, but then you mentioned Madonna, Lady Gaga, Cher, these people with tremendous incomes that they can use to soften the blow of living a single life and having children uh, raised without the support of an additional parent. But these are the exceptions. What has traditionally been the major role for families and relationships, and that's been the mother and the father together, raising the children together. And we're going to come back and talk about what happened to those expectations for marriage. Uh, Janine, I was in college in the 60s, and it devolved into this idea that marriage was just a piece of paper it wasn't really necessary. Marriage was sometimes good, sometimes bad. Uh, we could do without it. And we have, I think, really developed a culture of the younger generation that has been handed a very negative expectation about marriage and want to talk with you in the next segment about how to rebuild that idea of what a good marriage can be, why it's valuable, restructuring our expectations for marriage, and how we can help young people anticipate that with a positive outlook. So we're going to come back with Janine in the next segment. She runs uh, the Center for Relationship Education in Colorado. But Janine, you reach out, don't you, across the country with your programs? You bet. We are, we are in 43 states, and we're just negotiating in our eighth country. Wonderful. So that's pretty cool. And they have uh, relationship workshops for couples, for singles, for men. They actually have a, a relationship education workshop that's coming up in July, and uh, that is something that I want to make sure, Janine, that we mention and give the details on it. Do you still have room for enrollments in that class? You you bet. We're having a DIY. It's called Do It Yourself Marriage Conference. And it is, uh, we have some national speakers, Dr. Scott Holtzman, coming out. And we'd like to tell you more details about it. Wonderful. When we come back from a break. Perfect. We'll be back. This is Jane from the Home Front. KFNX 1100 AM. We'll be right back with Janine. back to the home front. This is Jane and we have a great show talking with Janine about marriage, relationships, how to build a healthy family, healthy marriage and Janine, welcome back. Thanks, Jane. When we were uh, just finishing the last segment, we were talking about how we could 
restore a vision of marriage that's positive. And I think one of the things that I notice is I hear people talk about marriages in the popular culture where they're not working a lot on it is this ideal marriage, this idea that you go out and you get the perfect dress, you have the $10,000 wedding, you're in love and pictures and whatever, and it's just a marriage that's going to continue on with this just listening eye view of the future. What is a good marriage? How do we build an idea of what is our goal in marriage? What's a good marriage? And when we run into a situation that kind of tips the marriage a little bit, is that automatically a danger side that we're in a bad marriage? Well, you know, there, according to um, the research, there are eight predictors or, you know, there actually have there's some definitions of what makes a healthy marriage because, because what we do is we don't endorse marriage just for marriage's sake. Right. If the marriage is dangerous, if there's addictions, if there's abandonment, if there is adultery, um, then we have to pause because uh, we don't want anybody being hurt and abandoned and all those things. Mm-hmm. But we give up too soon. And one of the things that we've learned over the course of many years of research, and the research is actually relatively new, it's probably the last 30 years. Okay. We used to we used to marry the boy next door. We used to not be so mobile and not be so global. And now we are, you know, we are going so fast. We're living different places. We are even living overseas. And one of the things that we know is that um, opposites attract, but it's the commonalities that keep you together. And there's also we also know the number one predictor of whether or not your marriage or your relationship is going to make it. And the number one predictor is whether or not you know how to do conflict well or you know how to resolve conflict. Because if you don't know how to resolve conflict, you seem to always have a winner and you always have a loser. And I can tell you, if, if you're dealing with the same issue over and over again, then um, then there's this steady drip that you that you become hopeless. And then if you have someone who is a great communicator and the other one is not, mm-hmm. then you have a winner and a loser. And I can tell you, if the loser keeps losing, they're going to leave because nobody wants to be a loser. Right. So Dr. Scott Stanley and Dr. Howard Markman from the University of Denver have isolated the number one cause of relationship dissolution, which is the inability to work through conflict. Okay. So they actually have... That's one of the things that we teach, one of the primary things that we teach in our workshops is how to do conflict well. And there's actually a process of empathic listening. And if you would come to one of our workshops, we would teach the process. And it once couples know this process, and many couples have come to our workshops married 25 or 30 years, and they'll say to us with tears in their eyes, Really, it's the first time we've had a negotiated settlement in our marriage. Or another testimonial is the first time I really feel heard and a level of empathy and compassion from my partner. Wow. And you, oh my gosh, it is so profound right. just having these skills. So, so the, the point here is, is not to go into marriage as a fairy tale. 
But to go into marriage with your eyes wide open and doing it with a skill. You know, Dr. Stanley calls it deciding rather than sliding into your relationships. Okay. And and when we work with youth, Jane, um, we it's really interesting that we ask young people to go through the relationship attachment model, which is a um, wonderful model, a research-based model that comes out of Dr. John Van Epp's work, and he has a book called How to Not Marry a Jerk, and in or jerkette, okay. in that book, and I actually give that book to every high school kid or college kid that I come across, okay, because it is such a great book, such an easy read, and we call it edutainment. It's educational, but it's entertaining as well. Right. And um, one of the things that Van Epps talks about is the steps to a relationship attachment model and um, and the the last one of those steps is touch. And so we think, why does he keep touch last? And so when you read his book and read his research, he said if you touch and do all that physical intimacy first or soon in the relationship, before you have a chance to really assess if this person is a lifetime partner or if this person even has the capacity mm. to be a lifetime partner, you get confused because all these neurotransmitters like oxytocin, feel-good hormones like dopamine and epinephrine flood through your bloodstream and your brain and it really blinds you to what's actually there. And so when we ask young people and even older people who are going through relationship development to slow it down, it's not for moral reasons, it's for clarity reasons. It's so interesting because I was traveling on the road the last two days and you know how you are in the motel room and it's like, what am I going to see and is there anything worth clicking the TV on? And it's so funny because I don't follow the show, but the Duggar family uh, was doing kind of a marathon and showed the engagement period of Jill and her fiancé. And I was hoping maybe we would have time to talk about that. And it touches right on this very issue you're talking about. When he proposed to her, they still had not even been holding hands. And the great advancement in their relationship physically was that once they were officially engaged and had announced it and uh, involved the family and gotten the ring, now they were holding hands. And I look at that, and I I understand it from years of working with relationships just along the lines of what you're talking about. We can create artificial boundaries and lines, so I'm not advocating that kind of one boundary works for everybody. But that idea of the physical that triggers so many things that takes us out of really looking at the relationship and and what's positive in that relationship. Well, there's a couple of things that we do with, we have um, a curricula, a school curricula and community curricula and faith curricula for, um, in, for, in, for young people all the way from fourth grade all the way through college. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that we... Um, do this relationship attachment model, and it talks about knowing this person. The first step is knowing. And how do you know? How do you know? 
you know by being awake, alert, sober, and watching. Yes, you talk. Yes, you go places together. But you really need to watch because what if this person is a mean or to someone that can't do something for them, like a wait staff or someone who right. cleans the bathroom in an airport? If they're mean um, uh, to these people, they're going to be mean to you because when people tell you who they are through their actions, believe them. Right. So, so that's that's one of the things we say is be awake, alert, sober. Don't be drinking. You know, don't be doing all these things that will um, w- that will cloud your thinking. And so that's what the Duggars are probably doing. You know, they also are a family of faith, and so this is in line with the faith community. But it doesn't necessarily have to be because it's in line with the research. Right. And another thing that we talk about in our program, the Get Real program, Get Real is relationship education um, and leadership, and also we have the Why Am I Tempted program, weight training, which teaches young people how to um, how to self-regulate and how to have impulse control and self-management around drugs, alcohol, sex, smoking, anger, shopping, debt, you know, drinking, all the things that, that would get a kid off track. Right. Even, you know, even um, anger management or obesity. Because we have a huge problem with, you know, with obesity in this country, and we have to teach people how to self-regulate around food. I so, think the term that you're using, self-regulate, is so important. Janine, let's come back to that notion of self-regulating and how that helps us establish a positive relationship. We're going to come back with Janine on the next side of the break. This is Jane from the Homefront, KFNX, 1100 AM. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. Eternal truths and understandings about family and marriage are being burned at the stake. Common sense is no longer common. Traditional values are being attacked as old-fashioned, obsolete, and irrelevant. Join us in the battle. Share, learn, and teach, adding your voice to the dialogue. Today at the home front. Welcome. You're talking with Jane from the Home Front today, and we're joined by Janine McKenzie. She is the president of the Center for Relationship Education. They're based in Colorado, but they do educational outreaches all across the country. And Janine, before we get going and uh, add to the conversation that we had started in the previous segment, I want to make sure that we highlight a couple of projects that you have going on in the month of July. I know that one thing that was very special for my husband and I in years past was to actually take a little vacation away from home and do that and enrich our marriage in little workshop, seminar, vacation type of thing outside of the city. And this opportunity is available for couples who are listening to this show today. You have a couple of workshop opportunities in the month of July. One is the DIY, do I have that correct? DIY Marriage Conference at the end of July. 
and that takes place, and you can get a motel. It's in the Denver area of Colorado. Enjoy just hanging out as a married couple and also get some good strengthening information for your relationship. Can you give us a little bit of a nugget of information about what couples will find at that conference? Yes, it's a wonderful conference, and we're very excited about it because it's going to be its a DIY, which is a do-it-yourself marriage conference, and we're going to give you all the skills to really enhance your relationship to takeaways that will um, just give you all those nuggets that you talk about to 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 re-establish uh, and to just have fun with your relationship and learn some new skills. And we have some national speakers. We have Dr. Scott Haltzman from the Boston area, and he is uh, has uh, books that he's written that the um, Secrets of Happily Married Men, the Secrets of Happily Married Women, the Secrets of Happy Families and uh, the language of forgiveness and apology, which is amazing if you've had uh, maybe a uh, some kind of uh, something that happened in your marriage that you can't get over. Okay. So uh, he is an amazing speaker, and he's very funny, and he makes complex things simple. Then we have a Pat Love who's coming, and she talks about hot monogamy, which is really what you know families and couples really need to spice up their intimacy in their sex lives, and we love that. And then we have um, someone from the uh, Dave Ramsey group is coming, and they are going to be speaking about um, really getting your finances in order so you've got it under control and that you're not fighting over money and that everybody's on the same page. And it's some real wonderful tips on um, on baby steps of getting out of debt. We we have... um, just a lineup. We're going to have date night. We're, it's going to be at a beautiful hotel in Broomfield called the Omni Hotel, and it, we are just very excited about it. Um, we already have 120 couples signed up. We have room for about 100 more, and we it's the 25th of July to the through the 27th, and we know that it's good, we're going to knock it out of the park with this one. Well, that's I would really encourage listeners to put that on their calendar and look at attending. It's just a fun vacation that just builds your life in such positive directions. Another July opportunity that I see you have that I am just really excited about is a for-men-only opportunity within my reach. Can you give us a little bit of a, an idea of what that would involve? Well, within my reach is a um, is a wonderful eight hour workshop, and it, it it starts out with how to have fun in your relationship. Here's what happens, Jane, with with uh, relationships and marriages: is life weighs us down between yes. the lawn <laughs> and the watering and the seating and the mortgage and the kids and the garage, and the car, and our job, we forget what it's like to have fun. And we just start with fun. We start with all kinds of creative ways to remember the fun in your relationship. Then we talk about the hidden keys to loving relationships, and there are three hidden keys that that you will take away that will be lifelong. We talk about your your part, your your personality, and your partner's personality. We actually do a wonderful personality test with lots of fun. Then we teach the the empathic listening, how to do conflict well, 
And that is uh, just an, an incredible thing to take back to your partner to, to learn how to do. There's just so much there for men only. And we are related all to sports and all to things that men really would find captivating and engaging and something that they're interested in. Wonderful. And, yeah, we, we sometimes forget that men are men really want healthy relationships as much as women. Right. And I think it's great when you do the sports relationship analogies. Analogies are so helpful for me in so many directions. And sometimes we build those analogies for women or children and we forget about the guys. And just to have guys together sharing this information. We had a show a while back talking about pornography and that women because of our relationships and our our strengths, tend to talk through things. Guys tend to be more isolated. So this is a great opportunity for guys to be in a welcoming atmosphere that relates to them and has fun and builds a healthy relationship. So I encourage everybody, that is myrelationshipcenter.org. And as always, on my website, I have links to Janine, her organization, this website I just mentioned, where you can get all of this information. So I know many of you are listening in the car or without a pen and pencil. And just get on to my website, fromthehomefront.org, and you can find those links. Or you can get on to Janine's My Relationship uh, do I have that correct? MyRelationshipCenter.org? Correct. That is correct. And another thing I want to tell our teachers and our community leaders and anybody who works with young people, we are having a Get Real training, certification training, on the 20th and 21st in the Boulder area. And um, it is it's going to be, uh, you will get a cu- curriculum. It's two ninety nine to get a curriculum, to get a two-day training. And all the um, the things that we know from the research about what makes relationships thrive and what makes them fail, and we will uh, give you a curriculum for schools, for communities, for churches, for the faith community, for um, working with kids on a mentoring program, helping young people really have the skills to navigate the minefield of what's Wonderful. out there right now in the in the country, and giving them a real positive outlook on uh, family formation and partner selection and steps of intimacy and really what intimacy is because you know that there's six different types of intimacy. Right. You know what, Janine, we're going to run up into our next segment here, and I uh, love that as a topic for us to address in that last segment and really get into that and address it uh, in some degree of detail. Can we uh, attack it at that time? You bet. All right. I want to invite listeners to the show. At Homefront, we are really trying to highlight some positive ways to address relationships. Again, in my motel room, I was watching a Duck Dynasty anthology and with Hannity interviewing the Duck Dynasty group. And he asked, why do people love your show? And Willie said, it's a picture of family love and connections that people want to see, even if they haven't experienced it as children or in their home uh, by themselves. This is where they can watch it and think, I could do this. This is something that could happen to me. 
at the home front. We're tired of the negative. We want to focus on the positive, give you tools, connections, and hope for the future. We need your support. We have our show through July, but we need to keep going from this point forward. I would encourage you to get on the website from thehomefront.org, click uh, support, and find out the different ways you can support us. As an advertiser, if you've got a product, we'll help you sell it. If you've bought into this approach and these topics and find our information helpful, you can underwrite us and contribute directly to this effort. Keep us on the air. Get in touch with us from thehomefront.org. Stick with us. On the other side of the break, we're going to be talking with Janine about intimacy, how to really connect at a deep level in our relationships. This is Jane from the home front, KFNX, 1100 AM. We'll be right back. the home front you're talking with jane and we're joined by janine mckenzie she is the president of the center for relationship education they're headquartered in colorado but work throughout the country to build and strengthen and foster healthy relationships welcome back janine hi jane janine the time goes so fast we're going to get going in this next segment and do a great job on talking about intimacy, but I know we're going to leave so many things untouched. So I really want to encourage everybody to look at her website and if you can connect with her workshops, if they're not at a time where you can do that, get in touch with them and find out what you can schedule or connect with down the road. Uh, Maybe schedule something in your own community or find out what they're doing in the fall and connect there in Colorado. Janine, before the break, you were talking about intimacy, which is so important in relationships. And we're so physical in the modern culture with all our music and entertainment and just everything we're looking at and seeing and doing. But intimacy is so much more than the physical sexual nature and you mentioned a number of types i can't i can't remember if it's five six or seven types of intimacies can you fill us in on that well first of all i want to let your listeners know that we teach relationships from familial relationships and connections because we're hardwired to connect and we have to connect it's kind of like maslow on steroids we need to fill up that heart and make sure that people have what they need to move it out because, you know, we don't just have needs for food. We have needs for connection and touch and all that. So we talk about friendship. We talk about familial love. We talk about, of course, romantic love. We also talk about um, relationships in the workplace mm-hmm. because we know that if relationships in the workplace are healthy and good and people are happy in other parts of their lives, they're more productive. And so... Uh, CEOs of companies are contacting us to do workshops for them 
so that they can increase their bottom line, which is very interesting. Yes. But the, the, the steps of intimacy or the, the, the different, not the steps, but the different types of intimacy is characterized by this. We, this is one of the activities we do with our workshops. We have six different parts of who we are, dimensions. We, have, of course, have physical parts, and then we have intellectual, intellectual beings. We're emotional beings. We're social beings. We're spiritual beings, and we're financial beings. beings. And so we, what, what I do with the, um, the weight training and also with the Get Real is we put out six different buckets. And each one has a letter that signifies what I just said, the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, the social, the spiritual, financial. And to the young people, um, I give out um, little sticky notes. And I say, okay, let's talk about friendship. How would you physically show um, affection to your friend? And friend is the operative word because you don't want to get sexual here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you give a hug, you do a high five, you do nuts, you tossle hair. You, you know, you give somebody a back rub. Okay, so that's, that, you know, that's a physical touch. Another one is um, how would you show, how would you get closer intellectually? What, would, what kind of things would you fill up this bucket with those sticky notes? And kids come up and they'll write, uh, go to the library together, learn about something together, you know, uh, ask each other questions, study together. Write poetry together, something like that. So that's an intellectual connection. Then you have an emotional connection, and you talk about your hopes and dreams and what makes you laugh and what makes you cry and what gives you goosebumps and maybe even sharing your vulnerabilities and uh, sharing your secrets, perhaps. That's the emotional connection. And then another one is social connection. How would you be social with one another? And it's honoring each other's personalities. If somebody is very shy or somebody is very uh, uh, vivacious, honoring that. Right. Uh, honoring if somebody is, you know, kind of bossy because their their you know their personality is that of an alpha lion, perhaps. And or honoring somebody that's that's very diligent and very organized. That's that's honoring socially. And then also going to events together, what we call recreational companionship going to places together, going to a party together. That's social uh, connection. And then you would have a spiritual connection. And it's not whether you go to a church or a synagogue or a mosque. It's how, you, how do you see yourself in the course of the universe? Do you meditate? Do you pray? What is your faith walk? You know, sharing, um, you know, sharing those kind of things right. together so that you have that spiritual connection. And then the final one is financial. So why would you say financial? We tried to separate that out, but, you know, the way people spend, the way people save, what money means to them, how charitable they are, that all is indicative of their character because money is very valuable. And how do you see money and, and how do you spend money and how do you save money and how do you give money? So um, that's, that's another area. A lot of kids will say, well, we can do a charitable event or we can give to – we could – work at a soup kitchen and we can fundraise and all that kind of stuff. That's a financial connection. Right. So all of that, when all of those buckets are filled, man, you have a great connection. You, you have something really valuable there. That's really a treasure. Right. And that's, it kind of gives new meaning to the bucket list. Okay. And I love the bucket idea. 
And what we want young people to see is that we have created genital responders in this country, mm-hmm. and all we do is bump and grind and look at things that are that are turned on. And porn is a huge industry in this country, and sexual uh, images are everywhere. Right. We don't have to be just genital responders. We need to be whole person responders to what's happening in our in our world. And we need to engage and, and to, to get involved in what's happening in all these dimensions. Now, Janine, in the last couple of minutes, and I know it's making a shift in the conversation, but I like the fact that it's touching on these uh, types of intimacy. People that are struggling relationships uh, right now, one of the sad things about our culture is that if we're not totally happy right at this minute, then there's a problem with it. We're failing. Let's ditch it and get rid of it. And you at the Healthy Relationships uh, Focus, how can you encourage people and uh, maybe a minute worth of concrete direction for them if they're struggling what that can they do to hold on to hope and know that they can improve their relationship and get it on the right track? It's not over. You're just going through a period that most relationships struggle with and get back on track from. You bet. I would say find some skills. Look at our website. Give us a call. Um, and go. you can get the contact information from our website at myrelationshipcenter.org. And I can really direct people to the right place to get the skills and the help and the support they need for the struggles they're dealing with right now. And we're not counselors. We're educators. Right. But if, if it's really a situation that they need a counselor, we can refer out a counselor for them. And then know that, know that there's always hope because the research says if you can hang in there five years later, most couples say they're happy. They got through the valley and as long as there's not danger and addictions and all kinds of, you know, really negative stuff, then you can make it on the other side of that and you can be happy again. Great. Now, remember that Janine and her center have great workshops coming up in July. So I really want to encourage you again, myrelationshipcenter.org. Check them out at the end of July. We've got some great opportunities for you as a couple and men for you to do something that's kind of fun for yourself and uh, build some skills to make relationships really succeed in your life. I want to encourage all of the listeners to get out there and support us at From the Home Front. We have wonderful guests, Janine, and this show is going to be on a podcast on our website where you can listen to it again if you've heard some good information, you want to share it with a friend, maybe get some of her contact information again. Her podcast will be posted tomorrow or Monday, and you can get that. And she's been on the show in the past. Janine, you're going to be back with us for one segment next week. And I want to encourage listeners, if you've got a question that you really want Janine to talk about, to send that to me, you can get my email on fromthehomefront.org. Send me a question for Janine, and we'll tap it right into the show that's coming up. Please support us. Keep us on the air. Let us know what is helpful for you when you are listening to our shows. And 
keep us going and helping couples and individuals as they strengthen their relationships. Janine, thank you so much for spending the July vacation weekend with us. Great. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Jane. Okay. And we look forward to meeting you on the next time at the home front. This is Jane from the home front, KFNX 1100 AM.